the free-for-all roundtable. Round two. Jerry Agar in for John Moore today and next week, and then he'll be back after his vacation. News Talk 1010's Jason Agnew joins me, Toronto lawyer Karim Assad, and uh, Pavan Brach, serial entrepreneur in marketing, tech, and real estate development, plus a part-time farmer. Let me hit all of you with this thing that Deb and I just talked about, and uh, Karim, I'll start with you. Um, do you think that for these high-theft vehicles, maybe it's time for the manufacturers to just uh, install equipment that's pre-installed uh, when you buy the car that works against this problem? Well, it, given that it's easier to recover the cars with these tracking devices, um, that seems a logical step. Um, the one thing that occurs to me is if the owners have privacy concerns and would rather not have these devices but pay higher premiums um, and, and you know have the option of saying no or opting out, but, uh, you know, makes it easier to find. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the privacy concern is. If you want to know that I drove to the grocery store, then have at it. But uh, Jason Agnew, it, it, it had occurred to me, and I said earlier, you'd think that these manufacturers would want to do that because next time I go to buy a car, I'm going to look at what gets stolen the most, and I might not buy that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I listen, Jerry, I'll take your gremlin and raise you a 2009 Honda Element that I drive around in. So I don't okay. think anybody's stealing what I have. But having said that, you know, I do see the privacy concern as well. You may just go to the grocery store, but someone else who owns a car could be having some shady business on the side, if you know what I'm saying. So no, they don't want to be I don't tracked. Know what you're saying. Okay, cool. So, but here's the thing. There are other ways. I actually, uh, you know, do a lot of these segments with uh, Halton police and there, there are certain other things, you know, not only, yes, the club is there, but along with that, there's also a theory about if you have the space to park the gremlin or the element behind the Lexus, if you happen to own two cars, because, you know, thieves aren't going to move the junker in order to get to the good one. Pavan, what's your answer to all of this? Well, move to the country, Jerry, and uh, plant corn so that nobody can see your Lexus. Um, you know, that's my advice. Uh, I, I, uh, listen, I, I think it's ridiculous. This, I, I'm perfectly fine with these things being installed, at, and they are installed in many cases, you know, but it, you know, to go to the big picture, it's an open secret of what's going on here. These cars are being stolen, shipped to Montreal, loaded onto ships, you know, destined for the Middle East, generally speaking. And, and yet we somehow, you know, we can't take a bottle of water on a plane, but somehow we can't stop these thousands of 3,000 pound vehicles being loaded on to ships at a single port so you know yeah let's put the device in and if the insurance company wants to pay for it i'm fine with that i have no concerns with privacy because that's long gone as soon as you use google maps so you know i think that's all a bunch of nonsense but i do think that we have to you know how, how can we possibly ever defend our country if we can't keep our cars from being shipped onto it in, in a known port and shipped off to a known destination you know that's having said that though jerry if you know if you have the manufacturers put these things into the car and activate them, then automatically thieves are immediately going to figure out how to deactivate these standard models. Actually having a variety of different um, security systems and thieves not knowing where these things are in a car can actually help deter them. Okay, well then I'm back to my idea. We'll see if any of you will sign off on this. Um, sleeping in a rocking chair on the front porch with a shotgun across my knees. <laughs> I thought you already did that, Jerry. I've got two daughters. Do it every night. 
<laughs> well, that's wi- that's wise on your part. All right. So um, Toronto Police and I had the head of the Toronto Police Association, John Reed, on the show earlier. They are upset with uh, the current mayor. They say we've had a police officer injured, could have been killed uh, by the driver of a stolen car. We've had police officers shot at. Uh, within that incident, uh, the police dog uh, Bingo uh, was killed, and uh, Karima, we're getting pretty much crickets from the mayor of Toronto. Is that a legitimate complaint on the part of the Toronto Police Association? No, I don't really think so. Um, I don't think it's been absolute crickets from the mayor. Um, and well, what has she said? You know, I, well, I, I think that she has actually responded um, or issued a statement um, via her office. Uh, but in, in any event, um, I don't think it's appropriate for them to be calling out the mayor in this way, uh, given that they had a former police chief um, just lose in the by-election. And, you know, it, it it's all a little bit unprofessional to me. All right. Well, uh, we actually asked the mayor for a statement. Uh, Ashley did. And it just came in. So I'll read it to you. The mayor is in frequent communication with the chief of police. She sincerely hopes that the injured officers recovers quickly, and she's grateful for their service. The mayor recognizes and appreciates the danger police put themselves in each day on behalf of communities across the city. She also expresses her condolences to Sergeant Brandon Smith and to anyone else who knew and loved Bingo. So, Pavan Bratch, does that, uh, is that sufficient? That's sufficient. Bingo. It's done. It's over. And, you know, obviously it's a basic decency, decent thing to do when you're the head of the, the corporation is to make sure you, you speak out whenever any of your staff are injured and, and, or, uh, you know, in danger. I think it's, uh, it's, uh, she's a little slow off the mark and we'll give her a bit of, uh, bit of leeway given that she's new on the job, but, but it certainly, it can't, can't be policy not to comment on these things. Yeah. Well, she does have some repair work to, to do with the police though. Uh, I think you would agree, Jason Agnew, because she's, you know, earlier in her career and capacities, she's shown that she's not real favorable toward police. Everything old is new again, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Lots of conflict to come in this run. All right. So uh, Stats Canada numbers show that crime and shootings have spiked under Justin Trudeau. So, uh, Pavan, is it is it fair to attach the two things? If the numbers have spiked, the numbers have spiked. Okay, I'm not going to argue with Stats Canada on that. Is it fair to try and attach that to the prime minister? One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's. uh... You know, the, he has passed rules and laws that change um, the bail procedures and bail bail systems. You know, so many of these violent crimes are being committed by, you know, multi-bail offenders. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, the, the, the premiers, the police associations, everybody met with the federal government and said, you need to fix this problem, change it back, frankly, uh, take out the whole racialized issue, uh, you know, that we're overrepresenting in certain racial areas uh, in terms of offenders and that are incarcerated. Take that all out of the system. When somebody commits a violent offense, they have to stay in jail because it's a danger. And especially if they do it three times, he was supposed to get that passed before summer recess. Trudeau failed to get that done. As far as I'm concerned his report card should be a giant f you go along with that jason trudeau soft on crime 
Um, okay, I under the bail reform needs to be taken care of, but this particular article is unfair, I feel, because we're dealing with a period where we've just gone through a pandemic. It's like any other period that we've dealt with before. And yes, crime could be rising because of that. So it's very hard to compare this particular run with a pandemic in the middle of it to anything else that we've experienced or any other prime ministerial run. Karima? I agree with that last point. And I would also say that um, some of the legislative reforms have been in response to Supreme Court decisions that raise concerns about repeated ongoing constitutional violations. So if we're looking at reform, I think that some of that attention should be paid to Crown and police and the prosecution of offenses that are clogging up space and more emphasis on just the violent crime stuff so that, you know, resources can be deployed where, for example, there is a warrant out for someone, a bench warrant, um, who was on bail, didn't meet their conditions, and then another violent situation occurs. All right. So there were two by-elections in Ontario yesterday. In Scarborough, the Ontario Liberals maintained the seat that had been held by Mitzi Hunter, but they picked up a new one, uh, defeating the Conservatives in the Ottawa area. So, uh, Karima, uh, Liberals on the rise in Ontario, or it's just, yeah, whatever, it's a couple of by-elections, an actual election is a ways away. Uh, probably both, a little bit of both. Um, it's some momentum, but they're still not at official party status. Um, I think that uh, the the Kanata riding is interesting um, because uh, Dr. Fullerton had been re-elected and then abruptly left. And we know that there have been some hospital closures in that area. So perhaps finally um, some of the progressive conservative policies are catching up among voters. All right. Well, uh, Jason Agnew, um, she's right that um, that there is a, a bit of an increase here for uh, the liberals. They are not an official party, but they're no longer the minivan party because they have nine members and we can't stuff them all in one minivan anymore. Now they're on the short bus. Uh, no, that would have different that would have different connotations. Um, no, so this is I, I do see uh, the pendulum swinging here. You know, you're looking at provincial politics in Ontario progressing towards the liberal side, and if it happens to be Bonnie Crombie that does take the lead here, that is a giant swing at the Conservative Party because right now there is no competition. And then you know you look federally, and it's going the absolute other way, where it's swinging against the Liberal Party and for the conservatives. And that's a bit of a balance that we've always seen. One's liberal, one's conservative. There's the balance. We're just going to swap them on out. So a little bit of, you know, cross politics here for provincial and uh, and, and federal. Yeah, uh, well, certainly it's a happy day for the Liberal Party, Pavan, but uh, the, the, a general election is a ways away in Ontario. So who knows? Everything changes week by week. Yeah, it's a very long way away, and uh, but it's definitely bad news for the Conservatives. There's no question about it. I mean, to to lose uh, to lose a seat to a, a headless party, 
uh, I think is significant. And uh, of course, the thing that's keeping Doug Ford up at night is the the danger of Bonnie Crombie, as Jason mentioned. You know, I mean, she she intends to take the party back to the center, uh, and that will dramatically change the 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 kind of situation because uh, so you know previously under Kathleen Wynne they took them left of the NDP in many cases, and uh, and so if Bonnie does pull that off, and she's already you know far outpacing the others who are running in terms of fundraising, it could be a it could be a serious issue. But it's a clear clear vote against the Conservatives versus versus for the Liberals. Karima, do you think that the Conservatives should be afraid of Body Crombie? Um, it, it seems that they might be a little bit. Um, so yeah, th- I, I guess. <laughs> You're not giving know. her a Whatever. real ringing endorsement. Really <laughs> uh, in ten or fifteen <laughs> seconds, uh, 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 what do you what do you think, uh, Jason? Uh, I think that Bonnie Crombie has a real way of getting under the skin of of Premier Doug Ford, and that could work to their benefit because she's going to ruffle some feathers. Jason Agnew, Karim Assad, and Pavan Bratch, thanks very much. I'm Jerry Yegar in for John Moore. I'll be with you next week. Then he will be back. Coming up next, um, Deb Hutton fills in for me. And at 9.50 this morning, she talks to Pierre Polyev about violence in the country on News Talk 1010.